Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams just broke the internet. They literally just broke the internet. For those of you who that who have been following this channel for quite some time, you will know that I've always felt like Shannon Sharp could be the best in the business. I said the only thing I disagree with him on is LeBron is his LeBron takes, and I had the right to feel that way. But apart from that, I've always said he's going to be. The, and I've also been saying I've been saying it for probably a year now. I said that I believe personally that Shannon Sharp is going to make more money in the next ten years, five to ten years, than he ever made playing as an NFL uh, football player, Hall of Fame uh, football uh, tight end. That's what I believe, right? If you look at what Shannon Sharp is doing right now, he's the hottest thing in sports, if we're being honest. And it's showing you that him being on Undisputed, he was the one basically keeping that show afloat. Because for this guy to be having this level of success independently, it shows you that there's real value in number one, cultivating your own audience, and number two, betting on yourself. And that's what Shannon Sharp did. So that's the reason I was, let me just give you guys my, that's the reason why I was getting so upset when Shannon Sharp, we found out that he was going to be coming to ESPN and he invited, I believe, Stephen A. Smith on his show. And he was sitting up here, you know, Stephen A. Smith, I got to thank you, man. I got to thank you. And I got to thank I'm like, thank, like, what? It's like, you don't know who you is? You don't know who you are? Have you seen the viewership numbers when Shannon is on ESPN and when he's not? It's a spike when he's on there and a total dip. And it's one of the reasons now you're beginning to see him come on the show more regularly. Like, who are we kidding here? The obvious thing was for ESPN to go after Shannon. You would got to be a blithering idiot if you didn't. It's one of the reasons Colin Coward, he now, he's, he's now partnered with the Volume Podcast Network or whatever. Like, who didn't know this? So I was getting so upset. I'm like, Shannon, what are you talking about? Y'all got to thank you. Man, stop all of that. You don't know who you is? I didn't understand. I, I I just didn't understand. Maybe he's a very humble person. I don't know. I didn't get it because to me, it was quite obvious that Shannon Sharp was a major, major. So he just has it. Whatever it is, he has it. And I've been saying it. I'm like, oh, I just got, I have been saying we got videos to prove it. Now, what happens? Shannon Sharp goes out there and drops an interview at the beginning of the year. You're Kobe Bryant, 824. Shout out to my dude. What up? He drops an interview featuring Cat Williams. If you guys know anything about Cat Williams, he's very opinionated. He's not going to bite his tongue for nobody. The interview drops the first day. I looked at the views. It says something like 5 million. Then I looked, it says 7 million. Then I looked, it said 13 million. And I'm like, what is going on here? Ladies and gentlemen, as we currently speak, that Cat Williams interview has 33 million views. 
in less than a week, about five, six days. 33 million views. Last time I listened to him on Nightcap, he said our interview is getting about five to seven million views per view, excuse me, per day. Are you also aware of the fact that Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay is the number three podcast in the United States for all categories on Apple, uh, iTunes or whatever? Are you aware of this? He totally broke the internet. Here's some more data. The most viewed interview in the history of YouTube is a Joe Rogan interview. I think it's sitting at 57 million views. He produced that. Uh, the interview, I think, took place about two, three years ago. Shannon Sharp, by the end of this year, this interview is going to be about 45 million. It's heading, it's, I mean, because people are going to keep watching it. And with these amount of views, it brings a tremendous amount of opinions. And that's what happened. Various people started weighing in. But yesterday... I came across a clip from, I believe, the channel, The Association, and he posted a clip about some comments that Steven Jackson had to make about Shannon Sharp's interview specifically pertaining to him essentially allowing Kevin Hart to go on a tirade and not check him. So for those of you who didn't hear what uh, Steven Jackson had to say, I want to quickly play it for you. It's about a minute or so clip, 50 second clip. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Steven Jackson had to say here. We are, I already spoke on Cat. Cat a real one. He spoke his mind. Everybody should speak their mind. That's just what it is. I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't let him go hard as he did on a lot of people on our show. I just wouldn't because we got relations with him. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. You don't have a show, so you wouldn't know what you would do. We've done million, we've done hundreds of shows. So we know how to handle that type of Whole world talking about the cat interview. The whole world. Everybody giving their opinions. But I can't speak on it because I'm so live. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Well, go on everybody else paid to tell them that too then. So you heard what Steven Jackson had to say. First of all, let me say this. I think a lot of people immediately are going to say, this is jealousy. He is hating. We know this already. This is going to be the 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 the, the knee-jerk reaction. And I understand. I understand and I can understand why. Because, like, bro, you're looking at what this guy just did. He's making history. And here you come saying this, right? So I can understand that. Um, and I can understand why people um are saying that. But but here's the point I think Steven Jackson was trying to make. I think the point Steven Jackson was trying to make was this. Push back on your guest. Their other interview, and I'm not criticizing Shannon Sharp. I'm just trying to illustrate, I think, the point that Steven Jackson was trying to make. There have been other uh, um, people that have inter interviewed strong, uh, opinionated people where the interviewers have pushed back. And in the case of Shannon Sharp, Kevin Hart, I mean, at one point he was like on the 30 minute, he would, he would, he would, he was spazzing off for like one, at one segment, he was spazzing off for like 30 minutes straight. And Shannon wasn't pushing back on him. I think his producer at one point had to correct something about, or get some, try to get some, uh, some clarification on the thing about the Kings of Comedy with the dates. Cause I think he said 2018, but instead it was 1998, he tried to do that. But in Shannon's defense, I think this is what was happening. I think that. Shannon Sharp was witnessing a moment. And I think at a certain point, Shannon turned into the viewer. That interview and the space that 
Cat Williams was in was unlike anything we've ever seen. Hence, one of the reasons it's one of the most viewed interviews on YouTube ever. Ever. So it was the moment, number one. Number two, there have been times in the past where I've heard Shannon Sharp push back on some of his guests when they would say uh, certain things. Number three, and to Shannon's point, some of those things he couldn't refute because as he said, he was taking it at face value. How does he know? And sometimes that happens because you're believing what the person said. Now, according to, according to a lot of the uh, shows that I've seen people produce around this Cat Williams thing, a lot of people have been have been fact-checking it, and a lot of people have been saying, actually, Cat Williams has been telling the truth about a lot of the things, about Steve Harvey stealing jokes, about this person stealing jokes, about that. So he was telling the truth. But I also understand where Steven Jackson is coming from, like push back on him. Another thing he said, you should have done a better job trying to defend these other people. Other people may say, why is it his job to defend them? His job is to get the, 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 the guest to talk. And that's what they did. And it's going to be pretty hard to criticize someone that just had the third most or second most viewed interview in the history of YouTube. YouTube is the number two search engine in the world behind Google search. It's going to be kind of hard to tell I got how to do things. It's going to be kind of hard. So I understand where Steven Jackson is coming from. But at the same time, man, you're doing that in real time. It's kind of hard. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys know, Stephen A. Smith is the biggest personality at ESPN, right? Biggest personality. He's been here for a very long time, and he has the number one morning sports talk show in the United States. I think, according to him, for the last 10, at least the last... Uh, 10 years, right? Stephen A. Smith is good at what he does and he generates a lot of revenue for the network. There's no question about this. Although I disagree with him on a lot of things uh, that he does, how he behaves sometimes, but we're not going to, that's not going to distract us from the reality of things. He's a big deal, right? He is a big deal. It's him, Shannon Sharp, and these guys, these, these guys sit at the top of the sports media world, uh, if we're being honest, at least in the United States. So we know this. Now, what's one of the things we've heard Stephen A. Smith say religiously? One of the things Stephen A. Smith has been saying year after year is he believes he's underpaid. I'm underpaid. I believe that I'm underpaid. I should be paid more. He never mints words about he was always 100% direct about the fact that he believed that he wasn't being paid. So um, we've been recently hearing. So now that, excuse me, now that we're hearing that his contract with ESPN is, is coming close to expiring. There have been a lot of murmurs around there saying that if Stephen A. Smith doesn't receive the $20 million per annum that he may be potentially looking for, he may actually leave ESPN. And a lot of sources uh, have been actually saying that. One of the sources that I got it from uh, is FadeawayWorld.net where they said Stephen A. Smith could leave ESPN if he doesn't get the bag. So let me get into this article here. It says, uh, it continues on. It says, Steve A. Smith is undoubtedly ESPN's biggest star, but it could potentially end up losing him in 18 months when his contract expires. As per Michael McCarthy of Front Office Sports, Smith could leave if he doesn't get paid the big bucks. Report, Stephen A. Smith is likely to go independent or late night TV if ESPN doesn't pay him when his current contract expires in 18 months. If he doesn't get the bag, 
he's going to split it continues on in recent times smith has seen the likes of troy aikman joe buck pat mcafee join the network and make more money than he does so if he doesn't get a bigger deal than them uh, when his contract negotiations negotiations take place it wouldn't be all that surprising if he chose if he chose to walk away considering his popularity he could very easily land a lucrative uh deal for a late night tv show or even go independent he's already had he already has uh the Stephen a smith show on youtube which has proven to be a massive success smith uh, is also a lot more open to and he doesn't have to answer to anyone as such and he can speak uh his mind and the article goes on to say a few other things what are my thoughts about this first of all um if Stephen a smith in a new contract decides that he wants to get paid more i think he deserves it for a few reasons number one <laughs> espn needs Stephen a smith you see what's happening with pat mcafee and, and the network there that's number one so they need him number two he has a proven track record it's hard to argue against being number one for God knows how many, 10 years. Whether or not I like Stephen A. Smith, I agree with his views and all, is irrelevant. The question is, does he deserve the money? The answer is undoubtedly yes. He does, because if he doesn't, then who does? Who does? Who? He has the number one morning sports show. The show is innovative they continue to innovate they brought in shannon sharp they have a rotating cast of interesting people he has chris mad dog russo they have jj reddick they have kendrick perkins you have himself and he has proven that he knows how to create a successful show and all by the way also uh, garnering an audience off of espn on youtube so he's looking at the entire situation he's like look i'm bringing you what i'm bringing you on tv so i know at, at a baseline and if we're negotiating more, I should get a little bit more just based off of that. But now I'm cultivating another audience out there. And that should mean something as well. Uh, should mean something as well. Now, what happens if ESPN doesn't decide to pay uh, Stephen A. Smith? I think Stephen A. Smith can either go independent, as the article said. And if he does decide to go independent, I think he's going to be very, very successful. And I think he's going to make a lot of money. He's either going to get a contract or get sponsored by maybe FanDuel or one of these guys. So he's going to have that money coming in, guaranteed. He's going to be able to land major guests because of his connections. And he most likely will be able to get other gigs around the entertainment world. And I don't think that ESPN is in a position, most importantly, to lose a talent like Stephen A. Because if you lose Stephen A. Smith on ESPN first, say, who are you going to replace him with? Now, some people are saying Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Shannon, you could replace him with Shannon Sharp, but why not keep the two of them? Why not keep the two of them? So I don't, I don't see any scenario in which... Uh, ESPN doesn't pay him. That would be a massive blunder. And I don't see a situation where ESPN would make the same mistake that FS1 did. The fact of the matter is simply this. FS1 made a massive uh, 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 mistake by letting Shannon Sharp go. It is quite clear. How they let Shannon go is unbeknownst to me. How do you let Shannon Sharp go? How do you let him go? Because if Stephen A. Smith becomes a, a free agent, what if they offer him a bigger deal at FS1? He may take it. Why wouldn't I? You know he's going to bring in an audience. So why risk losing him to the competition? So I think he deserves the money. Has nothing to do with whether or not I agree with his positions. The fact of the matter is, Stephen A. Smith has been generating the results for well over a decade. And that got to count for something. 
So I don't think ESPN could lose a marquee face like that. And also, he's one of these guys that's going to protect the brand. He's one of these guys that's going to defend ESPN on a regular basis. He's not going to call out his... He's going to be one of these guys that's always going to defend and he always has. He's a loyal employee to the network. Whether some people think that's positive or negative, whatever it is, that's what he is. Uh, but if he does leave... Um, it, it, it would really sell, it will, it would really send a jolt through the system. I think it would send shockwaves throughout the network, but Hey, I could be wrong because we've been seeing various, um, uh, what is it? Um, um, pilots, I guess you could say of Shannon Sharp hosting the show. Who knows? Maybe they're working toward, maybe Stephen A. Smith is just fed up. Who knows? I don't know. I think we have to wait and see, but I find it unlikely, uh, that ESPN doesn't pay him the money because if his contract is up in what, 16 months, that's at least a year, you know he's going to have more success with his YouTube channel and all the other things that he's did. So he's going to be able to art. He's going to be able to bargain with more chips at the table because he's going to look at Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee came in and Stephen A. Smith has more ratings than him. And look what they're paying back McAfee. And they're paying him what eighteen million, seventeen million a year. So Stephen A. Smith will be looking like I'm, but for damn sure need to make more than him. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. First of all, Happy New Year. This is actually our first official shows uh, of the new year because we decided to take some days off. But um, now that we're refreshed and we're ready to go again, the, the, you know, we, we, we're coming back with a lot of energy. And during our break, <clears throat> I noticed that there were a lot of stories uh, taking place in the news, right? A lot of stories. And one of them was centered on, you know, a very big personal personality, um, you know, the biggest sport, independent sports uh, media personality in Pat McAfee before he joined um, ESPN. As you guys know, uh, Pat McAfee had a very big show, the Pat McAfee show, which was focused on the NFL. He could talk about other things, but that's really what it was focused on. His show and podcast did so well that it was able to land him a very lucrative deal with FanDuel paying him over $20 million per annum, right? Then that deal, for whatever reason, they didn't, he didn't continue it. And then he surprised all of us when he said that he was going to be joining uh, ESPN, right? A move that surprised a lot of us. And at the time uh, that that move and that announcement was made, a lot of his core audience members were a bit concerned about that because if you know anything about Pat McAfee, he's raw, he tells it like it is, and his show has a particular way uh, that they produce their shows, right? Very raw, interesting, fun, witty, off the cuff, not contrived, although you can tell that they put a lot of work into it. And a lot of people were worried that if he were to join ESPN and go join them, they were going to put constraints on him. But at the time, Pat McAfee spoke about uh, you know, the benefits of joining ESPN, given the fact that he's going to be on a bigger platform, how it's going to grow his brand even further and how he's going to give it a give it give it a give it a shot, uh, you know, having a show on television while still having it on YouTube. And at the beginning, you know, it was all kumbaya. You know, I saw him doing his press run for ESPN flying all over the place and he seemed to be very, very excited. But over the last few months, there's been one hiccup after the other. The last one was centered on some comments that one of his reoccurring guests and Aaron Rodgers made about Jimmy Kimmel, who I believe is also employed by Disney, right? And I'm not going to get into the details of it. I'm sure some of you who are already aware of the story, you know what it is. And then we started hearing rumble, uh, you know, rumblings about how Pat McAfee 
may be forced by ESPN to put out a public apology after Kim, uh, Jimmy Kimmel made a uh, responded to the comments uh, that Aaron Rodgers made on his show. That happened, and then all in, out of nowhere, about a day, about two days ago or so, Pat McAfee was actually doing his show, and in the middle of his show, he just went off. Uh, you know, on a tangent, just went off in a totally different direction and actually started accusing a top ESPN executive of sabotaging his show while he was on the ESPN airwaves. So for those of you who didn't hear what Pat McAfee had to say, I'm going to quickly play his comments for you now and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what uh, Pat McAfee had to say there. We're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy who is attempting to sabotage our program. I'm not 100% sure. That is just seemingly the only human that has information, and then somehow that information gets leaked, and it's wrong, and then it sets a narrative of what our show is, and then are we just going to combat that from a rat every single time? I don't know. But, like, somebody tried to get ahead of our actual ratings release with wrong numbers 12 hours beforehand. That's a sabotage attempt, and it's been happening basically this entire season from some people who didn't necessarily love the old addition of the Pat McAfee show to the ESPN family. Sure. There's a lot of those. We've heard them anonymously quoted in the Washington Post, Mm -hmm. in the New York Post, in the New York Times, in the L.A. Times, in Wall Street Journal. And they're never like, yeah, love the show. This is awesome. It's always like little things to try to tear us down. So even with the enemy within our own camp, somebody that we don't, I don't like that guy. That guy left me in his office for 45 minutes, no-showed me in 2018. So this guy has had zero respect for me. And in return, same thing back to him for a long time. So even with that taking place and potential PR, like there's, we're still growing somehow. Yep. So we're very thankful. Yeah. I think we're doing it right. We're trying to do it as right as possible. Mm -hmm. We have good intentions every single time we come in here. We don't always get it right, but we've been getting it wrong for a long time in this specific field. Long time. Every day, every single day. What do you mean? Like you said, you have the right intentions. Like we're trying to sit here and have fun and talk about sports. Bingo. So you heard what Pat McAfee had to say, right? These are very, very explosive comments. Uh, and it really shook up the sports world because you never see this happen. When was the last time you saw uh, uh, an ESPN personality go out there and publicly criticize one of their executives on air? It almost never happens. As a matter of fact, I can't even think of an instant when it did happen in the past. I can't think of one. So it was totally unprecedented. That's number one. Number two, we got to look at the caliber of personality. We're talking about Pat McAfee. One of the biggest sports shows out there, period. And he's the one saying this, which means that he has a pretty big uh, audience. And I think that uh, this is what the people that were skeptical about him ultimately joining ESPN were afraid of. I think that they felt like Pat was going to have a muzzle on him. Obviously, ESPN, Disney, they have certain political leanings. And given the fact that Pat McAfee seems to be a free thinker, seems to have people on his show that have various views. And some people have said, really, the heart of all of this is because of the COVID vaccine and all of that. Some people thought that inevitably there was going to be some friction down the road. And that's what we're seeing now. 
Only God knows what's going to happen now because Pat Mack, if you guys aren't aware, he's actually still on the contract. And I think he also has a non-compete. So if Pat McAfee were to leave ESPN, he could go nowhere until he sees out the duration of his contract. It is that serious. So this morning, I was doing some research and I came across a plethora of articles. Uh, one of them is from SE, uh, what is it? SE Scoop. Um, kind of reporting what Pat McAfee said. But then there's another one here that I saw from NBC Sports and it has the following headline. ESPN will handle Pat McAfee Norby Williams issue internally continues on the summer went to full ball on Friday between ESPN and Pat McAfee with McAfee accusing ESPN executive Norby Wilson on ESPN's platform of sabotaging his show and being a rat on Saturday ESPN issued a statement uh, presumably aimed at diffusing the situation no one is more committed to an invested in ESPN success than Norby Williams ESPN said we are thrilled uh, with the multiple platform success that we have seen from the Pat McAfee show across ESPN, we will handle this matter internally and have no further uh, further comments. The use of the word internally contrasts sharply with uh, McAfee's decision to take the beef publicly on Friday. Alex Sherman on, of CM, CNBC reported that ESPN is looking into the matter, but ESPN has no plan to suspend uh, McAfee. Instead, ESPN hopes to find a path forward for Williamson and McAfee. And then the article goes on to say a few other things. You guys can go out there and read uh the rest of it they have to handle it you know why because there's a lot of money on the line there's a lot of money on the line and in situations like this you don't want to act abruptly and emotionally because you don't want to make a decision now out of anger out of frustration and then all of a sudden you you realize oh my god i couldn't we, we actually can't make that decision but to me uh it really speaks to the bigger question that i think a lot of us have to wrestle with which is this Whenever you go from being independent to working with bigger corporations, this is always going to be the struggle. You're going to have to let go of certain things. And maybe for Pat McAfee as someone that is clearly an entrepreneur, maybe he's having challenges with this. Maybe he's finding it hard to work for other people. And there are people like this. There are people like this that they're great, they're, they're, they, can, they're, they can do great work. But the moment that you start putting constraints on them, you have a problem. But in the case of Pat McAfee, he signed up for it. And you got to know that there was going to be a plus and minus. With ESPN, you know that there's certain restrictions. There's certain things you can't and cannot say. We all know this. And I would like to believe that Pat McAfee knew this going in. And maybe he did. And he just reached a point where he's like, you know, I'm going to call it like it is. And maybe nothing will happen, uh, happen to me. It remains to be seen. I don't know. Right. But I think this is one of the biggest stories in sports in terms of, you know, uh, from the business standpoint. Because whatever, however things happen here is going to dictate how things happen in the future. Because if ESPN lets Pat McAfee just walk off scot-free and not handle the situation in any way, in any shape whatsoever, then it's going to set a bad precedent because then what's going to happen next? When another uh, employee that's feeling disgruntled comes, he gets upset, he's going to come out on air and start calling out a particular executive. It's going to be a disaster. So I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be following this story pretty closely. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. The reason this topic is going to be a lot of fun is because it came out of left field. If you know anything about Chris Broussard, apart from the fact that he's been on television, which seems like forever, you will know that Chris Broussard is a huge LeBron James supporter, and he has been so for a very, very long time. I can remember 
back in the first first take days of escape. I think even cold pizza. I could be mistaken, but I remember that far back. Even when LeBron James would come up small in various moments throughout his career. And Chris Broussard will come on ESPN to debate Skip Bayless. I can remember him defending LeBron all the way back then. We're talking about 14 years, 13, 14 years ago. Like, he's been a long time to LeBron support. I believe he also has LeBron as the second greatest player of all time. And that's why all of this comes as a shock. Some of you are like, what is this? Well, as you guys know, the Lakers, up until last night, were floundering. They had lost four games in a row. And then yesterday, you know, through, you know, the sixth, seventh, eighth man, they were able to beat the Clippers. I'm going to get to that in a different game. But shout out to the Lakers. I mean, y'all must be a good team now, right? Or not. So uh, they were able to beat the Clippers. But prior to that, the Lakers were on a slide. And they were currently at the 11th spot in the Western Conference. They had, they had, they had fallen uh, quite a bit of spots in the West. But anyway, they were able to be victorious. But prior to that, there were reports that were going around that were centered on the fact that people were saying that there was beginning to become this internal rift between Darvin Ham and some of the players. They were, we were hearing reports of certain players' agents calling the Lakers, you know, complaining about how their ta- how, how their clients are being used and all of that. There were a lot of people, you know, calling for Darvin Ham's job. A lot, of, In fact, a lot of people on YouTube. Whenever the Lakers lose, you can watch them. Their whole analysis is, is Darvin Ham's fault. And some of us are out here saying, but hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. About two to three weeks ago, you jokers were twerking it up all over the place, popping bottles, throwing ones at each other, slapping each other with honey, talking about, oh, we just want to ease the tournament. Y'all ready for us? And I'm like, okay, so it's a good team. Then they start losing games, and all of a sudden, Darvin Ham can't coach basketball anymore. And some of us were like, what happened? What happened? He forgot how to coach basketball in two weeks. Where were all of these conversations prior to that? So apparently what happened was Chris Broussard, who is a known LeBron supporter, seemed, uh, you know, heard the news and seemed to finally get fed up with this reoccurring narrative of LeBron needs help. So when they brought this topic to the odd couple with him and Rob Parker, he absolutely went off on number one, the people calling for the Lakers to fire Darvin Ham, and the fact that it seems like LeBron needs more help again. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Chris Broussard and Rob Parker had to say about this situation here, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Chris Broussard and Rob Parker had to say there. And Rob, the Lakers have the now fakers. lost, yeah, they've lost eight of their last ten, and there was a story today Jimmy Butler didn't even play yesterday. My God. They lost to the Heat last night. I watched that game. Butler didn't play. And um, they've now, like I said, lost eight of their last ten. They're three and nine since they won the in-season tournament. And, Rob, they're a half, basically tied with Golden State for the tenth spot in the West. And, of course, that means the final play-in spot. And so there was a story today in The Athletic saying Darvin Ham, had, in his second year, has, uh, they, 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 they even said six sources said that he is at odds with the players and the players are questioning him, his rotations. And, I, I was impressed that he like had, that. Chris, six sources on the story. That's that's, and, it was, and it was two guys, right? You know, two Yo Yovan Buha, who's a friend of the show, and Sham Sharania. 
So between the two of them, they had six sources. Um, that's a lot of people. Yep. But I, I'm I'm gonna say this. It's that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. Just two, three weeks ago, you won the freaking in-season tournament. And they were splashing champagne like it was going out of style. Right. Now, all of a sudden, he can't coach? I mean, really. Rob, to me, and I, first of all, Darvin, last year, y'all got to the Western Conference Finals with Darvin Ham. This year, you won the in-season tournament with Darvin Ham. Why don't the players look in the freaking mirror at themselves? Because it's never Your their roster fault. is nice. Whose roster's better? You know why Denver better than y'all? Because Jokic is better than anybody you got. You know why the Clippers are better than y'all? Because they're stars. They got more stars than you. They got three legit stars. You got two. Boston's younger and deeper. We can talk about a few other teams. Milwaukee, their two stars are in their prime. Only one of yours is. But your roster is not bad. All I heard was that the Lakers won the offseason, Chris. Right. That's all I heard. Oh, look so at the, can, the can, changes. Can you look in the mirror? Can you look in the mirror and say, what can we do better? I mean, Seriously. It, it doesn't make sense that two weeks ago this dude could coach and now all of a sudden you want him out. And this is the thing. It's emblematic, Rob, of today's players. I mean, it, we heard it a week or two ago with Kevin Durant. And people, and now I, KD, in fairness, he, we didn't hear it from his mouth, so maybe it was just Yeah, BS. but you always know, Chris, there's always, like, like nowadays. A leak, an agent, Yeah, there's something out there. You know, like, that stuff gets out there because it, cause it wants to get out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I think there's, whenever I start hearing stuff now, I'd be like, okay, like, it, it don't have to come straight from his mouth, but they let people know, put it out there, and then it's in the water. And, and, and I'm like, Rob, like with Kevin Durant, like I said yesterday, I, man, I, I do not want to hear another trade request from you, bro. I'm sorry. Because we're running out of teams for you to go to because you're only going to go to one of the top ones. All right? I, I don't want to hear it. And I want players to look in the mirror and say, we have to be better. Lakers shoot better. You're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Shoot better. I know you work on it. And, Chris, the Heat come to town. They're on a road trip without their best player. Like you said, no Jimmy Butler. Without Jimmy Butler, really? And then they got Jaime Haquez, the rookie. They, their roster was better than yours last night? Right. No way, no how. And – they got worked in the fourth quarter. Worked yep. over like a burger and fries. Yep. Yep. I mean, come on, man. It, it, it just, I, I just get, and I'm not saying obviously there's times when coaches should be fired. But every slump, we can't be like it's the coach's fault. I mean, that's all that's I'm not saying. That funny. And again, I'm not saying that. Darwin hasn't made some mistakes. I'm who, not saying who hasn't, that Darwin Chris? can't Who hasn't? Who hasn't? I'm just tired of, like, when the Lakers, and, and the later the Lakers is LeBron, 
And sometimes whenever LeBron's team's struggling or don't look like they got a championship in the bag, I start hearing rumblings. Need a new coach. Need Change new some players. players. I mean, let's get rid of. On. Let's get rid of eight guys. Yeah, let's do it. We got to mix come this deck up. And I, I'm not. Look to me, everything LeBron does at this point is gravy. I, I mean, and, and Rob, I know that goes against your philosophy of well, what if he wins a championship? You know, we gonna hold it. We gonna give him praise so we can hold it against him as he loses. To me, this is different. Dude's 39. I don't expect him to be good, let alone great, which he still is. So everything he does is gravy to me at this point. But I get tired of every time your team don't look like the championship is going to be handed to you on a platter. You, It's like you got your birthright is to win the championship. How about you go win it? So you heard what they had to say. First of all, let me just, let me, let me just come out and say this. This is shocking. When you got a guy like, and you know what's funny? I forgot where else I was, where I saw it. I think some people were reacting to it. Do you know that there were people who are LeBron supporters calling Chris Broussard a fake LeBron supporter? So help me understand something. Just because Chris Broussard is a LeBron supporter, he can't call it like he sees it? I'm confused here. Is he only meant to say nice things? Even him as a LeBron supporter got fed up. And now what you have is you have LeBron supporters basically going back at each other. One person is like, bro, I still got honey in my hand. Why are we not twerking? Another guy's like, yo, bro, I'm tired of twerking with you. I'm tired. And now you got these dudes fighting each other all over the place. And then when I talk about it, they ask me, hey, why are you talking about it? I'm like, first of all, is LeBron not the face of the NBA? So why are you surprised that we're talking about it in the comments? So my, some, I, we post some comments on it. On the on community board, somebody goes, yeah, man, anything for clicks and views. I'm like, bro, this is a comment section. You don't make any money. But yeah, 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 but you know, we're still engagement. I'm talking about it because it's sports. If the Lakers won 25 games in a row, y'all going to be on the comment section talking about nothing about LeBron and the Lakers? So to me, listen, um, this is nothing new. Talking about they got no help. and all, This is nothing new. Last night, they beat the Clippers. These guys in the comment section, twerking it up, knocking up, knocking up, knocking over people's drinks, pouring honey, tossing ones at each other. And I kept on responding to them. So I'm like, y'all look good now. Darvin Ham can coach now. Ain't nobody answering me. Do you know why nobody ain't answering me? Because if they answer, that means that if they start losing again, they won't have a scapegoat. And it seems like Chris Broussard has finally had enough of twerking it up all over the place and listening to people constantly come up with this trite excuse of, oh my God, LeBron leaves me. To me, it's quite comical at this point. It's comical. Yesterday that he allegedly dunked on Paul George, when although Paul George moved out the way, and they were like, man, a 39-year-old. Oh, this is amazing. It's like, Braun has a stinker, but he's 39 years old. What you want him to do? Anyway, yo. I gotta give it to you dudes, man. You dudes, you dudes really, you, you guys are really uh, strong supporters, man. Y'all y'all really, y'all really up for the fight. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.